Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 20s in the 20s podcast. Unfortunately, it is just me today. This is Gwyneth, if you can't tell our voices apart. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, Emma can't join today. That's She can't take the full blame for that, though, because we both have been extremely busy the last, gosh, two months. So I'm sure those who have been listening for a while, you've been able to tell that we kind of struggle to find times that work for both of us to record. And yeah, so I'm kind of brainstorming this idea of just so we can have video or not videos episodes more frequently that there will be times where it's just me times where it's just Emma and then also of course times where we're doing an episode together and then also times where we have guests on either I will be talking with a guest Emma will be talking with the guest and I think that will be a great way for us to maintain you know and keep up with this podcast but also work with our schedules that don't align very well You know, one of the things I really love about this podcast and getting to do this with Emma, aside from just getting, you know, to make a podcast with my sister, is we both just have very different lives. We kind of say I have, you know, the more traditional path that I followed with going to college, getting my master's. I now work a nine to five corporate America job, whereas Emma has just more random life, I would say. And she's also a mom, which I have no experience being a parent. You know, she has a five-year-old son. She also has gone to college off and on. I believe she's currently enrolled right now and taking some classes because I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, Not on here, I don't think, but her and I did. And then, you know, she's also a real estate agent. She's also taking flight lessons and she's also dating a pilot. So she's you know, traveling all over to cool places and just doing a, like we're doing very different things. And I think that that's an interesting aspect to bring to the podcast, but the behind the scenes of that and us living very different lives is that rarely are we on the same page and rarely do our schedule sync up to sit down and both dedicate time to a podcast. And you know, I'm sure you guys have noticed that because we consistently were posting, gosh, every two, three months, two months at best, which is sad that <laughs> two months is a quick turnaround for us. But yeah, I really enjoy podcasting. So I'm going to, I said that weird. Um, I'm going to try to put in some more effort to really get some more episodes pumped out for you guys, whether it's just me, just Emma, both of us, all that fun stuff. So As I mentioned earlier, both Emma and I were really busy. Um, I can say high-level stuff she was up to, but I definitely will want to ask her about them in our next episode. But trying to think the last time we talked to you guys, that was in May. Um, I had just had my birthday. Emma had had her birthday the month before. Um, I'm trying to think if Emma had gone to Galveston at that time or not, but... Maybe. Well, we then, she went to Galveston originally with her boyfriend and her son. And then I think two or three weeks later, my dad's side, our family went out there. So um, it was pretty cool because I got to be with all my sisters. So of course, Emma, our older sister, Callie, and then our little half sister, Maya, she is nine. 
And it was so cool to have all of us together. And then, of course, getting to see like my dad, my stepmom, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins. So it was a really good time. Um, <laughs> I think we have stories to share from that. So maybe I'll hold off on that one. So I'm sure y'all will be more entertained if Emma and I tell those stories together. Um, I know you guys really liked when we shared our stories about Colorado and <laughs> when uh, like family fights and stuff from our Breckenridge trip. So that was pretty good. Um, but the weekend, gosh, life's pretty crazy. So the weekend before the Thomas family went to, like my dad's side of the family went to Galveston in the second trip to Galveston. Um, like five days before that, I had moved from, I don't think I ever told you guys on here where I was living for a year, but I was living in Tyler, Texas. Um, it's fairly big, but I was just hesitant to say where I lived because it is, you know, smaller. Whereas I'm fine with saying Dallas because Dallas is huge. <laughs> so it's, you know, not as crazy to share that that's where I live now. Um, but yeah, I had lived in Dallas for a year. Taylor and I had lived together and then he had graduated pharmacy school and he had a residency program in a hospital out in Tyler. And so we moved out there for a year. Um, it actually worked out pretty well because my job was still heavily remote with COVID. Um, for us and for my company, we tend to work on the client site. So even if our, like, the company I work for is EY. Um, even if EY wanted us to be in person, it wasn't really up to them. It was up to the clients. So some clients, um, as time went on, like they were more comfortable and they had employees there. But then my second client, their um, employees are still not in the office at all, like to this day. We learned that the days that we came in to have in-person meetings with them, that's when the employees were forced to go in. Uh, we didn't know that at first. So then we kind of felt bad because we didn't realize we were the ones making the employees come in. So um, then we dialed back to just trying to do Teams calls with them. Um, but yes, so that was pretty good timing for me being in Tyler. I also was my second year of the job and technically I was still staff. So people say that's like your easiest year because, you know, it's your second year doing the lower ranking job. So you at least have familiarity and more confidence in what you're doing. So it really was the perfect time to, you know, be remote and have that distance. I was still driving in not every week, but usually once a week, sometimes twice. Um, just as deadlines approached and if the team really wanted us in person, I really wanted to make sure it wasn't an issue that I had moved out that far. So, you know, without hesitation, if they said we needed to be in person, I just got up at 5 a.m. and made sure to get there because, yeah, I knew it was just only for a year. And I'm sure that kind of sounds not enjoyable to some people, but like I said, it fluctuated a lot because there would be a whole month that I did not need to drive out there for work. And then a three-week window where I had to drive out there like five times, um, not five times in a week, five times in a three-week window. So I think for that reason, it was doable. Um, In-person started picking up more towards the last few months that I was living in Tyler. So that was kind of hard, but 
again, I knew I was towards the finish line. So I was okay with putting in that effort. And yeah, I mean, I definitely would have done it again. I think it was so great and kind of cool for Taylor and I to experience a different town. Um, He was so swamped with work. I mean, it's you hear as someone who's not in the medical field, you know, you hear that it's kind of crazy, but this is my first time seeing, you know, firsthand all the just hours alone that are dedicated to a residency program. And yeah, I think it was great for us that I did move out there because I, he definitely wouldn't have had time to come see me. So I probably would have just been, you know, commuting out there and staying in a tinier place since, you know, that's the other plus side is we could split bills. <laughs> so last year he would have had to have his own place. And then I would have had to have my own place in Dallas, which would have been expensive. So it also worked out to just, you know, stay roommates. <laughs> um, but yes, all that to say, I, well, we have finally moved back to Dallas and it is good timing work-wise. I'm supposed to be promoting next month to the title is called senior Um, Basically, you just run like the grunt work of the audit and kind of the middle point for coaching down the ladder, being available for timeline management and like management and up and then also being the main point of contact for clients. So a lot's going on. It's going to be a very challenging year, but I hear you learn a ton. So guess that's exciting. (laughs) But it's great that I'm back in the area. I think this coming year would be very difficult to do, you know, remote, far away, feeling disconnected. I think that would not be ideal. So I think everything's just falling into place the way it should. Um, But yeah, so I moved back. When I first moved to Dallas, Taylor still had, we're renting a house here. And when we moved into the house, Taylor still had two weeks left in Tyler. Our lease ended before his residency was over. Um, We did look into extending it and we basically only needed it extended for like seven days. And the way they had it set up, it's like you had to do a minimum of so many months. It was gonna be like $5,000 just for him to stay. So uh, instead he just stayed in a hotel, (laughs) but that was definitely way cheaper option. Um, it was kind of scary being in this house by myself, not going to lie. Um, cause yeah, I don't know the area, you know, it takes you a while to like know your neighbors, know your neighborhood. Um, it's also a house that was built in the early nineties. The owners definitely have done a good job with certain areas, like upgrading it and whatnot. But, you know, each house has their own like creaks and sounds and, you know, being, by herself that can be a little scary sometimes so that was one thing going on then went out to Galveston with my family for a little bit and that was really fun and then Taylor couldn't go to that unfortunately because he had to work that weekend his last weekend that he had to work residency and then oh then I had a week-long training like my senior training. Um, They split it. In total, it's two weeks of in-person training. And we did one week in June. And then I have the second week in September. Um, So yeah, I did that. But it was nice because it was in person. And my drive was only max 20 minutes. So it's way better than the two hours it took me to drive in from Tyler. 
yeah, and then my company does like a 4th of July break. So they just call it the summer break. And so the week of 4th of July, we the full all the US offices shut down. So I got to discharge, you know, public holiday for that one. And then I'm not sure if I've discussed it on here, but I'm currently in between projects at work. And so the term they use is like unassigned. And most people kind of get excited when they're unassigned because you have a lot of flexibility and it's time to catch up on training. Um, if you haven't finished your CPA exams, you know, you can study for those and yeah, just get really caught up on stuff and just kind of hang out. Uh, I am caught up on things, so I don't fully know what to do with my time if I'm being honest. And it feels weird because I feel like I'm doing something wrong, but I'm following protocol. Like I'm, you know, talk to my counselor. She's working my schedule to see if there's a project I should help out with soon. And then, yeah, I'm staying on top of my trainings. I even, this is going to make me sound like such a nerd, but I even signed up to this like four-day seminar thing that's all about an Excel boot camp. So, I mean, I'm putting in work, but it just still seems weird to work like three hours of the day and then just charge the rest to unassigned. But that's what they told me to do, so I'm doing it. And like no one's told me I'm doing anything wrong. It's just when you're on the flip side and you're used to always having something to do and, you know, really feeling like you're earning that paycheck and then the flip side to just hanging around and yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys know what I mean. So that's kind of where I'm at with work. I'm trying to remind myself that it's the best time to just take a breather, reset. Um, I think it's also a blessing in disguise. Well, I shouldn't say disguise because being unassigned sounds amazing. So I don't know why I said disguise, but it's making me realize how much structure I do like in my day-to-day. I get asked frequently if I would ever want to be a full-time YouTuber or anything like that. Um, If anyone's curious, no, I don't make the kind of – I make some money from the platforms I post on and working with brands, but I definitely don't make enough to, like, make a living. So – but I get asked hypothetically if I were to, you know, blow up overnight or – whatever would I leave my job and I want to say no I mean the thought sounds really good to have like not a super stressful job maybe my exact job I wouldn't mind because it can be time consuming but I would need some kind of part-time job or something like I just don't think I could fully disconnect from a traditional job just because now I do have this unassigned time and you think I'd be like really working on my side hustles and instead I'm just like so fatigued and I'm just like laying around I'm not making good progress on any of my goals it's almost when my day is filled majority with work that I'm more productive with my free time because I know okay, you know, 6 to 9 p.m., somewhere in there I got to eat dinner. And then if I want to podcast, got to do that. If I want to edit videos, got to put in that work. 
Um, this past year, I would wake up really early, try to wake up between five or six, get a workout in, and then just edit until it hit nine o'clock. And then I just switched my work laptop. And I just don't like feel that structure anymore. And so I'm actually way less productive now that I have all this free time. So yes, I I wonder if people can relate to that. Let me know because I feel like I sound kind of crazy. But I think this downtime from work has given me a lot of perspective of what kind of person I am and what, you know, structure I need to really be productive. So I think that's pretty good. Um, oh, there's something else I was going to tell you guys. What was it? Oh, one thing that I am trying to do that I think is helping with this lack of structure is I'm actually trying out class pass. And for those who don't know what that is, maybe you've heard of gym pass. It's kind of the same idea. I also learned there's such thing as resort pass. But basically, I think gym pass is the easiest to describe, but you just pay a monthly fee. And then based on the package slash rank that you choose, you get access to certain gyms. So, but if you're interested in gym pass, also, this is not sponsored. I'm just sharing information. Um, Gym pass, your employer has to be the one to provide it to their employees. So my company does. And so I have to use my EY email to get access to this. But those like most affordable package, I think is $12 a month. And then it goes all the way up to like $300 a month. And the standard $12 a month will get you into it still gets you into a lot of places. But it's probably like the 10 basic gyms you can think of, like 24 hour fitness, LA fitness, snap fitness, those kind of gyms, Um, it will gym pass will let me access all of those and all of their locations. So as you move up the ranks, they get like more and more glamorous. So if you want, you know, to be going to I don't even know what are nicer gyms, maybe just more like local gyms, ones that have more like weightlifting to it fancier things. There's this really fancy gym in Dallas called Recess. It's very expensive because I looked at just a normal membership to this. Very expensive. Um, I think if you pay for, you still get quite a deal if you just pay for the level of gym pass that includes that gym. So that's gym pass. Class pass, I've been trying that out this week. And if you're curious... Again, I it's not sponsored. Although I could put my link somewhere because I think if I refer people, maybe I'll get some free credits or something. So try to look at that if you guys are interested. But Class Pass is very similar to Gym Pass in that you get access to several different facilities. Um, what makes Class Pass different is you actually get credits. So Gym Pass is just like however much you want to go. I think you can go once a day to a gym for gym pass. But yeah, you just scan and go, pick which ones you want, no problem. Gym pass, you actually pay just for credits. So the default plan that I'm on, if anyone's curious, is 38 credits a month. And 
I think it's $60 a month, either 50 or 60 a month. And it can go, you know, smaller and bigger. I think the smallest one's like $20 a month, but it's only eight credits. And depending on what you want to do and how popular the class is and even just time of the class, the credits will vary. So for example, I did just a Pilates class that was just the mat, like floor Pilates. You just use a yoga mat. And that was four credits. And that was at one of the close, like local YMCAs. So that was only four credits. And it was a great class. I was very sore. Then I also wanted to try out solid core, which is, you know, a lot fancier. It's on the reform those crazy machines, like the Pilates machines that like move on the tracks and whatnot, that one was eight credits. So you pick the package that you want to pay for monthly based on how many credits you'll think you'll use in a month's time. And they also have just regular gyms, like if you you know want to go lift at 24-hour fitness. And I think they're only one credit. So that's nice if you, you know, are just wanting to go lift some weights. The only issue for me is there's no gyms, like just regular gyms to go lift weights. Not that I can lift a lot, but, you know, I can get some slight gains. There's none that are close to me because the thing is the business has to, like, opt in to using ClassPass. So... This morning, I actually went to Cycle Bar, which is a cycling class, if you can't tell from the name. (laughs) And I had to go to – there were two other locations that were closer to my house, but I had to go – those weren't participating. They don't participate in class pass. So I couldn't go to those. I had to go to one that was – it wasn't too bad. It was maybe 20 minutes away. But, yeah something to keep in mind. So you want to be in an area, if you look into this, you want to be in an area that has a lot of people that choose to participate in it. Um, But yeah, so that I have that going on. Um, That's been helping me add some structure to my days. I've been trying to just book the classes fairly early. And yeah, the cycle class I went to today, I think was only four credits, maybe. But the trial, they also have a cool trial because most places will either just let you try out one class for free or they let you try out their service for one week. But ClassPass lets you try out a two-week trial. I think that's pretty cool. And as long as you cancel before you know midnight on the 14th day, like you won't be enrolled in a plan either. I also like that you can cancel you know, month to month, they're just like, hey, as long as you cancel before we charge your card for the next month, you're good. Whereas one gym, I just wanted to look at a gym and not, you know, using any of these apps. And the gym was requiring you to sign up for a full year. I was like, well, what if I don't want to go to your gym for a full year? So I do think that has benefits. I'm tempted to do the current one that I'm on for classes because I think the classes have been great both the Pilates and cycling. They also offer yoga. Um, You can get massages through them. Apparently, you can get your nails done. Use your credits for that. Some people say when they're um, 
Apparently, some of your credits will roll over to the next month if you don't use them, but there is a cap on it. Like, you can't just, com- like, stock up on credits. Um, some people will just go get their nails done or something, so their credits don't go to waste or go get a facial. So, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to do, like, the 38 credit one that I'm on now, and then I'm thinking of just purchasing the cheapest gym pass like maybe the cheapest or the next there's like seven levels so maybe a level one or two where i'm only spending 10 to 20 dollars a month and then i can also when i want to go weight lift and stuff i have that option as well um yeah because i know taylor he's not really he's not going to do the classes with me but i do when i go to the gym like an actual weightlifting gym i like to go with taylor so i'm hoping that he picks a gym that is included in gym pass. You guys are getting a glimpse into the things that I overthink a lot. There are a lot of moving pieces going on in my head at all times. (laughs) So in conclusion, I think workouts are a great way to add some structure into your life and add some productivity. And especially for the ones that are classes that start at a certain time, because you know, if you say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and walk on the treadmill and try to do some weighted squats, you can push that off throughout the whole day. Whereas if you're doing these dedicated times, it's like, because they also charge you if you don't show up. So, um, because, you know, you're taking someone's spot that could be on that bike or could be in that Pilates class. So it really motivates me to make sure I set that alarm. I can't hit snooze too much. I got to get out the door and get to this class. And then so that's that's really helped me a lot. Um, but full honesty, the first time I did it, I had a Pilates class at, gosh, I think 7 a.m. And I woke up early, got to Pilates, and then I came home, took a shower, and then like went and took a nap for like two hours. So it helped, but I also kind of mm, fall back into old ways, but yeah. Um, so that's what's been going on, I guess, with work and fitness. I also went on a week-long trip with Taylor's family to Port Aransas, Texas. For those who don't know, it's very South Texas, Gulf of Mexico. It's right next to Corpus Christi. And that was super cool. I had never been out there, but I heard really, really good things. Uh, And that was a great vacation because it was a more chill, laid back, like nothing. We had a couple things planned. Um, We did like go out for dinner to celebrate Taylor's birthday. We went out a few days early, like while we were there. The guys went and played golf. We went on a deep sea fishing excursion. I learned that I get seasick because I (laughs) was very sick. I even took, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, Dramamine, Dramamine, something like that. The medicine you're supposed to take that helps with motion sickness. Um, I don't think I took it when I was supposed to. I think I took it too late. Um, I took it maybe max 30 minutes before we got on the boat. But it was just so choppy. Really, really crazy. Um, It's kind of funny because we were originally out side and they called Taylor was the first one to not feel great. And before we took off, like when they were just, you know, driving slow, trying to get out from away 
from the land, they called everyone into the inside of the ship and, you know, closed off indoors. And, you know, they're going over basic safety, stuff like that. And Taylor's feeling really bad. And at this point, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling good. And then um, he just starts feeling really terrible. And he had asked me, like, sat there for a while, and he's just feeling so, so, so bad. And, I mean, I've never been out to sea like that before, but it was crazy. Like, the feeling was honestly like when you're really drunk and you can't take a step without feeling like everything around you is shifting and you know like one person like a kid just got up to go buy a snack and he went like tumbling down the boat because that sounds dramatic but like he was super stumbling and had to like grab a pole to catch himself indoors he was not gonna fall in the ocean or anything but um really crazy so then Taylor's trying to you know feel better if I'm being honest I was a little bummed because I wanted to get out and I wanted to be like out on the ship near the water seeing the waves looking for dolphins I (laughs) really wanted to be out there but he was feeling so bad and I didn't want to leave him so you know I just sat there with him and you know was asking if there's anything I could do and then he asked for me to give him a water bottle and so I go out to where at this point, his parents and his brother are out, you know, out on the ship on the outside. And so I went out there because his dad had his wallet. So I'm on a mission. It's hard to walk. I'm, you know, holding on to like a pole and then grabbing on to a bench. And I'm just trying to like slowly make my way across the boat to his parents. And <laughs> um, I didn't realize it till later because it was just so hectic and you're just kind of being thrown around and holding on to stuff so you don't go flying backwards and I had slammed the side of my knee really hard into I think a bench because they kind of had old school table like booths in side um and so I had to go through a few and I didn't realize it till later but it was like such a weird spot on my knee, like the side of my kneecap just must have barely clipped a bench, but it was super bruised for days. So I'm fighting my way to get out there. Well, it was already hard just to get across like the inside portion of the boat. And then I'm struggling to get this door open because it like slides open, but it's just like metal on metal trying to crank this door open. Well, I realized someone on the outside is fully leaning their weight against the door. And guys, I'm not very strong. And part of me feels bad. I mean, the guy should know better than to block the door. I was definitely not the first person who went in and out of this door at this point. I mean, at least 20 people had gone out that. So he knew how the door worked and how to not be in its way. But I was putting my full weight into this at this point. Like I got both hands on it. I'm like throwing my weight into trying to get this door open. Um, And then he finally helps me and said, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were trying to get out. So then I step out there. Of course, I tell him, oh, it's fine. I actually didn't realize that you were on it. So sorry if I jammed the handle of the door into your side. But then I get out there and the winds and stuff were so crazy. It was like a tornado on the ocean, which I guess is just kind of a hurricane. But it was crazy. 
And at this point, I was wearing a hat. And I have one hand on the boat and one hand on my hat. And I'm just trying not to fly away and lose my hat because I was actually wearing one of Taylor's hats. And then, you know, I'm trying to shout to his parents, like, I need Taylor's wallet. And then I was so nervous. You should have seen, like, the death grip that everyone had to have passing this wallet down to me. And I'll be honest, the moment I'm I'm standing there thinking, okay, how do I grab this wallet? Because I definitely can't take my hands off the railing of the boat. I will go flying backwards. So my only option is to remove my hand that's on my hat. But I really, really don't want to lose this hat. So I'm trying to have my head angled down so the wind is like pushing the hat onto my head and grab this wallet. They probably were so confused, thought I was being difficult and dumb. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying not to lose his wallet. And in Taylor's defense, he didn't know it would be this crazy, but he also just like barely had his fishing license hanging in there. So I'm like, please, I don't lose his fishing license. Like, <sighs> so anyways, I finally get back inside and get Taylor a water. And then I sit there for another like 20 minutes and I'm starting to feel a little nauseous, but from the crazy experience I just had outside, I was convinced that outside was not the place to go. Like we we're way better inside. You know, we don't have to hold on to everything and we're good. Well, I was wrong. And at one point, Taylor said he just wanted to go check out outside and see if he would feel better. And he, I also didn't have pockets or anything. I didn't take my phone. I didn't take any belongings with me except for some cash that I put in Taylor's wallet. So, so he asked me to stay back with like our water bottles and snacks and his wallet. And that he was just going to go pop his head out there, stand there for a couple minutes, say hi to his parents, see if it made him feel better or not. And like he'd come, I guess he'd come back and let me know. I don't know. But I was at this point, I'm convinced that he just needs to see how crazy it is out there. And then he'll come back and he'll sit with me. (laughs) Well, some time goes by and he's not back. So that signaled to me that either he's feeling a lot better or it was too hard to get back because it's too crazy out there. And we're hitting some crazy waves at this point. We're getting really deep out in the ocean. For some context, this whole excursion was over five hours long and only 45 minutes max were them actually fishing. The rest was just traveling out and traveling back in. So this point it's probably been over 30 minutes of us with aggressive water like whole plate whole boat lifts up you slam into the seat kind of aggressiveness and you also thinking of this like hindsight i thought the waves were crazy out there like being on the outside of the boat but being on the inside of the boat it's like you felt the waves that were coming in from both sides of the boat so you weren't like it was this weird it wasn't even a good rhythm it was very choppy and like one rhythm coming from one side and then a completely different rhythm of waves coming in the other side so it i didn't make a good choice once i finally realized that taylor's not coming back either because it's better out there or the wind's too crazy and stuff for him to travel 
back down the side of the boat and come in the door to the inside, I'm wanting to go out there. But I'm starting to feel terrible. And I can't go out there because I have all of these drinks and snacks and Taylor's wallet. And I do not want to be the one who loses that thing. And as I just learned from my last time out there, I could barely keep my hat on, let alone carry all these things. So I just thought, you know what? I'm sure he'll be back or something. Well, he didn't. (laughs) I'm making him sound really bad. Um, I honestly think it was just too crazy for him to come back. So at this point, like I just started getting so nauseous and I learned that, and at this point, a ton of people on the boat are getting sick and I usually don't get sick from seeing other people get sick, but it was when I'm already feeling not great. And then a guy's, you know, getting sick. So I'm trying to block it out, blocking it out. Like at this point, I'd already seen three or four people get sick. I'm trying to block it out. And then I'm, to be fair, they're just young, like 10 to 12 year old guys. They're just trying to have fun and be silly. But I learned quickly that seeing other people stumble and struggle to move and like wobble was not good for me because the I'm assuming they're brothers. They would go from the front of the inside of the cab to the back and they would just like they were cracking up. They thought it was so funny to not have the strength and the ability to walk correctly. And so then some of them were like over exaggerating to try to make the other one laugh. Like one of them, he was flying one way that wasn't even the direction of the waves, you know, that would make you stumble. And like they were having fun. So I don't want to sound like a hater. Like I get why they were having fun. But in the moment I was just like had my eyes closed and I was like, I can't watch this. Like it that's watching that's what really made me feel awful so then i put like i said i'm sitting at a booth and i'm the only one there and so i cross my arms on the table and just put my head down and close my eyes and that was the only thing that made me feel like i wasn't going to be sick i still don't feel great but it helped a lot and then i'm probably laying like that for like 25 minutes and then someone, I hear someone sit down at the table, like my booth on the other side. So I think it's Taylor or someone in his family. And I look up and it's a random guy. But what's funny is he sits down and does the same thing I'm doing, like puts his head down, like same way the arms are crossed and everything. And then I look up and realize there's so many like grown men who all were doing what I was doing and they weren't doing it before. So I guess they were like, oh, she's on to something that's how you stop being nauseous. So it's just funny how I made like a cab full of grown men all just sit down and put their heads down on the table and try not to get sick. Um, so yeah, and then at one point, Taylor's mom did come in to check on me. And she was saying she felt great, like she didn't feel any sickness at all, like she was golden. Um, and she came Well, so what had happened, though, was we thought we had arrived because they cut the engine and, like, at least weren't accelerating. Well, hindsight, there was just some reason they needed to do that to pass an area, and then they could get back up, you know, to the speeds they needed. So when it had slowed down, his mom came in to check on me, and then we were going to walk out there together because we thought they were going to start fishing. Well, 
you know, she comes out, she's telling me that she feels okay. Well, then the boat takes off again. And I think honestly, it probably went for like another 45 minutes before we actually got to where we were fishing. So we were both really confused. And his mom didn't want to walk back out there with the craziness. Like she was saying, that's why none of them were able to come back to the cab for me because she was like, it's so like, it's going so fast and sending the waves so hard. Like you have to (laughs) really hold on not to go flying off the boat. And so that break in speed was the only time someone could come in there. And so now we're basically, to be dramatic, we were trapped. We were trapped (laughs) inside the cabin. You just call it cabin. I don't know. Jargon for boat talk. But we're both sitting in there. And she's telling me how she feels great. And I just looked at her and I was like, even talking right now makes me look like I'm going to be sick. We've all been there. You know the feeling. Like when someone's talking to you and you're trying to talk – And it just immediately makes you feel like you're going to be sick. So I go back to my head being down. Well, then she said pretty quick she starts feeling really bad. And so we've now at this point ruled that it's being in the cabin. That makes you feel terrible. But it's way too crazy and dangerous for us to try to get up and go outside the outside of the boats. So... We hang in there and finally we get to the stopping point. And luckily at this point, I didn't get sick. And then I go outside and actually feel really great. And all the craziness just kind of melts away. I mean, you're still rocking back and forth a lot because we're in like deep ocean at this point. Like still a lot of waves, but it's very different than, you know, speeding into waves going the wrong direction of them. And so I was feeling good. I had gotten myself some chips. I was drinking water. Um... I got bold enough as to go get some candy, sour gummy straws. They were amazing. And I'm having a great time until it's time for the guys to fish. And, you know, I have no desire to fish, but I just wanted to, you know, come hang out. So I didn't pay to do the fishing. I was just observing along for the ride. And the guys it's like the fishing poles are mounted already to this the railing and so they're basically telling people to spread out and there were over 50 people on this boat and most were fishing and so they're all spreading out trying to get to a fishing my gosh pole how did i forget the name of that that's embarrassing but um fishing pole so the guys are trying to find ones together like taylor's brother and his dad they're trying to find, you know, poles next to each other so they can fish together. And so somehow we end up at the very front of the boat, which at first seemed cool. It did. But I learned quickly that that is the part that's like rocking the most. And I tried so hard to not get sick, guys. But then I saw a million other people get sick and not to get gross. But I got sick off the front of the boat, and it sucked. (laughs) But bright side to all of that is after I got sick, I felt so good. And we had left the place at like 4, and so we were coming back in. Like the end of the whole excursion thing was, you know, around 9 p.m. But it was really cool because that last two-hour drive back, of course, I did not make the mistake of going inside the cabin again. I stayed outside. I felt amazing um and it was so cool because going back we were going like with the waves so there was no choppy craziness you weren't having to worry about your stuff flying away 
and it was sunset and we kept seeing dolphins. So it was just so funny though, like comparing the drive out and things getting crazy. And I'm just, you know, holding on for dear life. And then the flip side of just like, oh, cute dolphins, sunset, the vibes are good. So yeah, that's the deep sea fishing story. Um, if anyone's curious, they were fishing for red snapper, I believe is the name of the fish. And we came home with two of them. I've already cooked up one for us. I need to figure out how to cook the other one. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. And those were the two like main, or I guess three main things that we did was the fishing. Um, the guys went and played golf and then went out for a nice dinner for Taylor's birthday. But then all of that happened within two days. We were there for a total of seven. So the other five days were really great because we just had no schedule and it was just cool. Like we'd start our days out at the beach and then end up at like some tacky tourist shops, which I love. I love to buy bracelets and keychains and stuff from those kind of places. It makes me so happy, which I did purchase those if anyone's curious. And yeah, I was really back. I think I finished two books and started a third. The vibes were good. It was really great. We were super close. The condos we stayed at were extremely close to the beach. Like you could literally get to the beach in 15 seconds. And then there was a pier there as well. And we would go out there a lot. Um, especially at nighttime. It was so cool. It would be like 11 PM and we're just a quarter mile out into the ocean chilling on this pier. So it was a good time. It was a nice restful time. Um, even though I got seasick, I still enjoyed it. I just wish I would have not stayed in the cabin. I think if I wouldn't have stayed in the cabin, I would have been golden. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else has gone on since then. Uh, this past weekend, we've somewhat hosted two different parties, I guess you could say, at our new place. The day that Taylor finished residency and was driving back here and, you know, was going to stay here permanently and not have to go back to Tyler, um, I had called some of his friends and surprised him with his friends being over here as a little celebration. And then... Um, what's today? Today's Monday. This past Saturday, I had a bunch of friends over from work and some from college. And yeah, just had a bunch of people over and we all just hung out, played some games, jammed to some music, chit chat. It was, I thought it was pretty good. I don't really host that much, but I think it went okay. Um, sometimes I get nervous to like mix the bubbles of friend groups, but I also love to do that. I, I feel like I, not only do I have different friends from like different, you know, stages of life, obviously you have friends you up with from high school, from college, and now for me work, three different chapters of life. But within those, I also have different like types of friends. So, and the same way in high school, like I just had friends from different like categories, you know, people like to put people in groups in high school. Um, and I love to mix them all together, but I'd be lying if there's not times where I'm nervous to do it. I still follow through with it, but yeah, I'm the 
type that's like, I want to, anyone who wants to show up, I love all my friends. I think all my friends are great. And so I feel like my friends would also love my other friends, you know, like my friends from college will hopefully vibe well with my friends from work. So to me, all in all, I think I really like mixing them, but there is like those split moments where you have like a little panic of like, wait, but I need to make sure no one feels left out or no one, you know, doesn't get too clicky or things like that. So I'm curious if anyone else has a perspective on that. Like, do you like to mix your friend groups or do you keep them separate? Because like I said, I was going to invite, I don't keep up with a ton of people from high school. Um, One that I keep up with, she moved out of Texas. And then one, he lives near me, but they were actually in like Europe or something. And then the other one, she's here now. Um, but her boyfriend actually was sick. So she said she didn't want to risk getting us sick. Um, but she's about to move across the country for med school. So yeah, not a ton of people I keep up with from high school, but I think a decent amount from college live in the DFW area. And then of course, work friends, we work in Dallas, so they all live here. And I was even encouraging Taylor to like invite your friends that live in the area. And Taylor's friends are all you know, four years older than us, but I'm just the type that's like, I want everyone who's ready to have a good time. Like I'm friends with them because I think they're cool. So I'm sure other people will think they're cool. And that's just my perspective on hosting. I just like to mix all my friend groups and whoever wants to show up and have a good time. Why not? So hopefully by then that means hopefully by our wedding, everyone will just already know everyone from all of our get togethers. (laughs) But okay, I think I've rambled enough for today. I definitely have more stories to share, but I think I'll hold those for another episode. Hopefully one that Emma can be on. And yeah, I hope I didn't talk too much today. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And yeah, hope you tune in for the next one. Bye.